so there's two things that we're going to talk about, and <clears throat> uh, this is faith and desire. I'm uh, sorry, uh, it's going to be uh, will and faith. We're going to be talking about will and faith. Okay, and these are will and faith is connected to the only two things that exist in the entire, I want to say universe, but also in God, uh, there's only two things that really truly exist. Um, and that is <clears throat> will or desire and the desire to, so will to experience ourselves and the desire to come together in union. The will to experience and the desire to experience union and unity. So you can think of will as almost like a breathing out. I'm breathing out my desire to experience and then at some point my desire to come back and to experience unity is the in-breath. There's only out and in. The heart does out and in. Um, everything has this moving, like a, even a, a torus. I don't know if you've seen a torus, but it's like this energy field that goes out like this. It's like a magnetic, electromagnetic field out, and then it comes around and it goes back in. Um, <clears throat> but the there's only these two things. God is infinite is infinity god is infinity and god only has the primordial like this primal instinct instinct to experience god's self because how else is infinity going to experience itself god's self unless uh because infinity is like pure potentiality it's pure uh, everything exists in white light. So take white light, for example. All the colors are in white light. Everything exists there. But because everything exists and there is no contrast or, or differentiation, there is no experience. And so in order for there to be experience, there has to be um, this desire to be other, to be, to be instead of potential everything to experience a void. I mean, can you imagine, think of it this way, if God is one note, like, I'm just going to make this up, but let's say it's like a the, the key of C or something, just like, imagine pressing the key of C and it just never stops. I uh, just, it's a constant note. <clears throat> But God can't experience anything else than that note. There's no silence. There's no nothing except for just that note. And so in order for God to experience God's self, God has to um, create the illusion of something other than the key of C. So let's say God then creates space and silence. So now at least you have like C, C, See, you know, you can create these little spaces. Um, <clears throat> but eventually, all of experience happens through this 
uh, illusion of being finite. Now, here's, here's what I mean by that is God creates all of these little particles that eventually come together and they create greater um, complexification. So two hydrogen atoms and one oxygen atom are little, these little particles, and then they come together to create a molecule, a water molecule. And then water molecules come together and to create like an ocean. Ocean come together to create life. And we just have this chain of being that builds upon this constant desire to experience and express and then a coming together. Um, all the trillions and trillions of cells that are inside you are experiencing themselves, but you as who you are is a singularity, a one coming together and you're greater, your understanding is greater than all the cells that, that add up to be you. And you're not maybe aware of all your cells, but all your cells are you, and yet you are greater than all your cells. You're this new singularity. Um, so that is, God is experiencing God's self as, as you, and then you also get to experience yourself, and you now you're desiring to experience God. Uh, <clears throat> so here's, here's um, how we deal with it on the human side of things, this desire, this will to know ourselves and then the and the desire god's will to know god's self and then the desire that all things that belong to god that are god come back together inside god and how that looks in the human realm is we have also two things and it's slightly different um it's will and which you can equate to desire and it's also faith. Will and faith are the big ones. And the will is super important because you have to state what you want. What do you want? Because if you don't state it, if you're not aware of it, then that means you'll never be given anything along the lines of what your heart desires because you wouldn't be ready for it. You see, so the way God works is that God will give you what you want when you are ready. But if you're not ready, why would God give that? It would be an infringement upon your free will. God can't do that. God protects free will above all things. So, um, we have to desire to grow. We have to desire to know ourselves. We have to desire to understand ourselves and to understand others. Um, we have to desire to serve the will of God. That's super important. And we have to state this, these things to ourselves and, you know, yeah, usually to ourselves, of course, but then also to somebody else can be very helpful. But once you do that, once you state them, <clears throat> then things start opening up uh, because then you have to have the faith that your desiring will bear fruit. And that's super important. Whatever we desire and, and the stronger our desire is, the, the, we will find it. 
but we have to have the faith that our desiring will bear fruit. So even if we're feeling in despair and we desire to feel out of despair or we're feeling lonely um, and we say to God and to, you know, to whomever, we say, um, I desire to feel connected. I desire to not feel this way and really feel into this. And I desire to use my loneliness to serve others, you know, like um, uh, what I mean by that is you can pray for people who are also maybe lonely right now or who feel certain kinds of anxiety. We can pray for those people. So when we desire to do that, then whatever actions we do, we will trust and have the faith that our actions are going to bear fruit. So even if you don't feel the presence of God all the time, or even if you don't feel like you're doing it right, whatever that means, trust and have faith that your desire is uh, paving a kind of pathway that will lead into you realizing your desire. And that's why you have to really make your desires plainly known and try to make it, I mean, I, I would assume always, the highest and best good for yourself and for others. You know, if we choose the positive path. Because if we desire, for example, why well, desire to get rich? Uh, well, okay, maybe you won't, but maybe you will get rich. But rich people are as much or more anxious than most. Yeah, I think that happiness is only found right now. So it's the, the experience of ourselves, experiencing ourselves is actually a delight. You know, it's interesting. Apparently, there's a Greek word that in English we do not have. And because I'm fluent in Spanish, I'm, I'm not even, I don't think it exists in Spanish either. There's a particular kind of word. And boy, I wish I knew what it was right now. Uh, but it is the, what in English it would be called will pleasure. It's like will dash pleasure. Um, and you might say a delightful desire or something like that. But the point is, is that will pleasure, this word is relegated to God, God's one will to experience God's self. That it's that the desire to experience and the feeling of pleasure is simultaneous. And it's like out of an abundance of desire and abundance of joy and pleasure is, is this constant experiencing of God's self. And we can do that too. Even in hard times, we can experience um, a pleasure of the very fact that we're here, that we're experiencing life. Um, you know, and usually people don't really, it doesn't dawn on them until they're almost dying uh, or maybe on the deathbed. And then they realize how precious life 
was and is in that they're going to feel great despair if they felt like they wasted it or uh, maybe they can fall into a greater perspective and sense just the loveliness of it all uh, even the pain but you don't have to wait till you're on your deathbed to, f- to actually experience that you can do it now even in the midst of the turmoil and perplexity that we feel on a daily basis and I would say that there's a below level experience and then there's an above level experience more of like surface level experience so let me talk to you about that for a second because it's important to distinguish these two levels there's the depth of here there's the depth of now and then there's the surface of now and um, the depth of now and the depth of experience is that even us chasing experience to numb out let's say is itself a type of experience that can inform us about ourselves and life and all of that it's like um, if we're caught up in in terms of if we're caught up in, in an addiction and we are doing the addiction to numb out uh, that's an experience but the below level in the deep unconscious of that experience of addiction include and say you get into recovery well that experience includes all of that which is then fed into the experience of being able to help other people who have gone through addictions and are into recovery all of that is a, is a is an experience of our experiencing so there's those two levels of going on but at the surface level of experience yeah we do have to be mindful um, because if we are experiencing stuff and we keep on pressing the play button um, uh, more experience and more experience and more experience without pausing um, or or to ground our desiring for experience in a more to, to, to ground shape frame and structure our experiencing if we don't do that from a place of intention then we will end up in these these eddies are you familiar with the term eddy um, it's a eddy is a flow and the flow states like if you're thinking of a river right now and I want you to think of a river that's going downstream, you know, and there's rocks. And so there's like some, um, what do you call that? Uh, turbulence. Uh, yeah. So think of a big old stone boulder in the middle of this river. And you've got all, you've got the river coming down the flow and then it hits the river, the stone. And there's going to be a certain amount of the water that actually starts to circulate back up the stream and then of course it gets caught up in the current that's going downstream so then it it turns around and starts to head downstream but then there's going to be a certain part of that that actually gets hit right up against the rock again and then so it does this endless cycle and <clears throat> these eddies form where it's kind of a closed circuit of water inside a very strong freely flowing water system 
Yeah, and those are called eddies. And I think the same exact thing is true. Um, well, first off, my belief is is that if it's true metaphysically, it's going to be found somewhere in the physical world. And if it's true in the physical world, that is, if we can see it, then its corollary will be found in the metaphysical world. It's, otherwise, it's not true because <laughs> it's got to be found in, in every kind of way. So, um, for example, I think it's true spiritually, and you might even say psychologically, psycho-spiritually, that when you and I are uh, flowing down a stream, we're in the flow, but say we come up with against a rock in our life. Uh, maybe this is a past hurt that we haven't gotten past, or um, our tendency to numb out, or something like that. We're going to hit that rock, and then we can, if we're not careful, we'll just keep creating a closed circuit. We'll get caught up in that flow eddy um, that just circulates behind the rock and never really escape that until we realize that we're in that whirlpool, <laughs> just kind of going around and around and around, moving very quickly to go nowhere, if you will. Uh, the hamster wheel, the hamster gets in and just keeps running, but not actually going anywhere. Uh, and that's how we, we can feel inside ourselves because there's almost this urgency to break out of it. We, we end up knowing what we're actually doing even as we're doing it. Like I'm choosing to numb out kind of thing. You can kind of feel yourself doing that. Uh, but then there's this deeper desire to f have the freedom to not be in that closed eddy. And the way you break out of it, the way you can actually finally break out of that spinning momentum is to reground yourself in the intention, your deepest intention that belongs in the depth of here. Like what do you really want? Uh, and if it's freedom to experience yourself in freedom, then it's going to have to be aligned with the greater reality that transcends us and includes us. So, you know, we often call that God. And it's going to be this freedom to desire to follow the will of God, which is always about experiencing the self and then desire to keep union, you know, unity and union. And when you do that, you'll find that your greatest desires are all fulfilled. Like that's the weird thing. That's what it means to be caught up in the divine flow is that life becomes a series of yeses like uh, Mary in the Bible when Mary says you know Gabriel says like do you want to birth the Christ and Mary says yes and through that yes comes this uh, this new freedom of consciousness into the world so you know that didn't just happen with with say Mary it was always happening and it happens to us every time you and I say yes to this greater transcendent wholeness that wants to break in into this world that you and I live in that feels so separate and feels so uh, individual and caught up in its own importance. Whenever we say yes to this desire for wholeness and perspective, we are indeed impregnated, if you will, by the Spirit to midwife through our very actions, through our very life, we end up birthing the the consciousness that we're looking for that would actually fill us with joy but also we become the the conduit the instrument to fill others with joy 
So I think the question is, is what is your yes? What if your desire is simply that God wants to experience God's self through your life today? Like just you saying, hey, you know, come in, come in me and see the world through my eyes and be with me today. Like if there's this is kind of divine union inside you, you know, like to dance with God today um, inside you, like you, your body is the dance floor and that you're dancing with God in some kind of cool way today. What about that? And just trust that, just trust that your actions are creating that. You don't have to feel it because if you feel it all the time, then that becomes its own addiction. Again, uh, the experience below everything is always connected with perspective and joy. Like it's, I know that you have felt and I have felt in moments of joy, we're so grateful to be here and to be used. Like you can feel that. And then in moments of anxiety and all that stuff, um, we, we don't feel that. But that doesn't mean that there isn't that that experience, that joyful experience of just being here isn't still running, it's still at play. It's just that our attention is taken off of that because our intention is to just make it through the next moment in as numbed out as possible or to avoid the pain that we're feeling, you know, which sometimes you have to do. I mean, if you are in a car wreck, you're not going to go and run a marathon. You have to have some time to recover. That's okay too. 